0: Away! No way! Yeah.
1: I'm just going to reach on over here and what do we have here? Oh, is that another pair of tickets for Friday night's football game against Wisconsin? Absolutely, I got them for you. You know the drill. Text me a Boiler Up to 765-447-4080 and uh we'll put you in the drawing here. I'll do it as soon as we go off the air. That's Boiler Up, text that to 765-447-4080. And that is your chance to win those tickets. Very, very cool. Love doing that. I can't go. I'm going to be over to Harrison and uh, Jeff Friday night. So win my tickets here. Go check out the game. 765-447-4080. Text it in for your chance to win. Let's get started like we always do. Need to know news time.
0: Here's your need to know news.
1: All right, Cubs will kick off that series tonight with the Pirates. Javier Assad on the bump. The Pirates have not named a starter last time I checked. Cubs are 9-1 against the Buccos this season. And uh, let me double-check that. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> That's pretty good. And a good omen for them as well. Because Northsiders are looking to stop a five-game losing streak that has essentially taken them out of the race for the division. I don't think mathematically eliminated, but uh, it does not look good. And they're clinging to that last, clinging to that sixth seed right now. They sit a half a game behind the Diamondbacks for the fifth spot. They are four and a half back from Philadelphia for the fourth spot. So might as well go ahead and write that off, too. Reds pulled even with you last night with their win. So you're sharing that sixth spot with them right now. Miami's a half half game back behind you. And then the Giants are just two games back behind you. Tonight, Miami's hosting the Mets. Philadelphia's in Atlanta. Giants in Arizona doing battle. That's an important one. And then Cincinnati hosting Minnesota. Today in Great America Ballpark. Not only got to win... Start getting a little bit of help in the process here, too. Make it a little bit easy for you down the stretch. White Sox played baseball yesterday, six to one winners in Washington. Tim Anderson, four for five, with a run. Luis Robert Jr. hit homer number 36 on the season. He had three RBIs. Andrew Vaughn, two for five, a run and an RBI as well. Mike Clevenger. Homeboy went all nine innings, struck out seven. Urena on the mound tonight versus Rutledge. Neither one with a W this season. Urena has allowed 12 homers in 28 and two-thirds innings so far this season. Big Ten released the Boilermaker basketball schedule for the men. It'll open at Northwestern December the 1st and then at home for the Hawkeyes on the 4th. The IU games on the road January 16th, February the 10th in Mackey. Boilers do not have more than two home games in a row. That only happens once this season. It's home away, home away, home away, home away. All year. The XFL and USFL, per multiple reports, prepared to merge. That seemed inevitable. Deal's not officially done. It's close. Expect details soon. Suspended Michigan State football coach Mel Tucker responded today to the school's notice that they intend to fire him for cause. Why not fire him? Well, this is part of the agreement here. Per Mel Tucker, quote, other motives are at play. There has been a, quote, bias against him throughout the process. He was notified on Monday about the school's intention to fire him. Tucker's given seven days for his contract to respond to the notification in the wake of of the sexual misconduct case brought by Brenda Tracy, who was a sexual awareness speaker. Tucker told ESPN on Tuesday he claimed that his firing is a, quote, miscarriage of justice and came as, quote, Ms. Tracy's improper public disclosure of the entire 1,200-page investigation file regarding her baseless complaint against me. Let's be clear, I don't believe Michigan State plans to fire me because... I admitted to an entirely consensual private relationship with another adult who gave one presentation at MSU, at my behest, over two years ago. Tucker's do more than seventy-nine million dollars on his deal. It's a lot of money, and that's going to get uglier before it. I mean, there, there's there's no way this gets better for anybody, right? Michigan State looks terrible because it's yet another scandal for them. Mel Tucker looks terrible in all of this. A lot of people are going to get drugged through the mud before it's all said and done. It's $79 million. And Mel Tucker does not sound like he uh, minds going to court. He wants all the money. I mean, let's face it. Your entire reputation can be destroyed here. But at his age, $80 million, you can go and live the, the life and retire and do whatever you want. He's not letting that money go. And if Michigan State really feels like they have cause, I would be surprised if they would let even half of that money go. We'll see if it ends up going to court. But there you go. That is today's need to No News. All right, back with our friends at uh, DraftKings, who've got a whole bunch of boosts for you today. Uh, UCL boost, 25% boost for you uh, to play there in the uh, Champions League. 25% parlay boost on your baseball tonight. No sweat bet if you want to bet early for Thursday NFL. It's a baseball night. What do you like? I mean, the White Sox and the Nationals are almost a pickem at this point. If you want to ride with the Cubs, it's minus one eighty. That has gone rather well for the Cubs historically here, nine in one. And we told you yesterday just how bad over the last few seasons Pittsburgh has been uh, in the friendly confines. You would hope the day off has helped Chicago a little bit kind of reset. They've looked bad. Cubs scores in this series where they have won. In Chicago, 11-3, 10 to 6, 7 to 2. In Pittsburgh, 8 nothing 4 nothing, 8 to 3. And 5 to 4. Also in Pittsburgh, a 2-1 loss. 10-6 to Cubs victory and a 10-1 Cubs victory. So when they do win, they tend to win. They cover that run line. Right? We have two games that have not covered the run line either way. Two of these have been one-run games. At even money, I feel like I could take the Cubs at the minus... Or plus 105 on the run line I mean it just it, it's a great sample size here again they do not play uh the Pirates have not played well in Chicago I don't know how you can't go for the Cubs here tonight that that just seems that that's an easy one for me I don't know enough about soccer to get you into UCL booths, I'm sorry. But I much rather (laughs) much rather try to give you something that I have an idea about. And that's baseball. Blake Snell's on the mound tonight for San Diego. That's usually pretty good. In Colorado But, I mean, that guy has been absolute money. Over eight and a half tonight? Oof. But for him to get the win tonight against a bad Colorado team, you're almost, it's right at even money. It's minus 105. I like that slightly more than trying to take Spencer Strider tonight. They're in Philadelphia. But like his number is always way too high. It's at 8.5 tonight, too. But he's at minus 165 to do that. I don't like that. It's not great. Um, I was thinking about fading these guys called the Chicago White Sox. That seems to be paying off, doesn't it? Uh, Urena's on the mound tonight. He's been bad. He's 0 for 6. Better against the outing in Minnesota. He went six in the third, seven hits, six earned runs, We struck out eight at least. He had a decent outing before that in Detroit. Four innings, four hits, one earned, three strikeouts. He does tend to walk, guys. He does tend to give up multiple home runs in a game. So, for that, I like that. Um, and he's been terrible. Terrible no matter where he gets, but especially against lefties who are hitting 358 against him. Five of the 12 RBIs, uh, I'm sorry, homers have come off of lefties. Also, majority of the extra base hits are coming from lefties. So, yeah, that's a uh, that's a team I'm looking to fade tonight. How do you do it? Well, they're in Washington. I wish they were at home because he's been worse at home. But you're looking for those uh, best lefties out of the Nationals, and that's not exactly scraping the bottom of the barrel. C.J. Abrams in the uh, leadoff spot is 3-for-5 for, uh, against them all time. Dominic Smith batting in the 5 spot. It's a 231 lifetime hitter against him. Luis Garcia's pretty good. Left handed guy in the seven hole. He's two for two. So I'm looking for those lefties. Those three lefties are great. Um, Ruiz, who hits cleanup for him, he's a switch hitter. I and mean, they're going to have a lot of lefties in the lineup tonight. If I had to lean one way, I'm leaning Nationals in that one. He just, he's just—he's so bad. So I'm trying to stick with data tonight. I'm going very small. I'm just—I'm so out on baseball at this point. I'm ready for the playoffs. I'll jump back in the playoffs, but right now, nah, sitting back on it. Uh, let's take a break here. When we come back, let's look at this the Maker men's basketball schedule. What do we like? What do we don't like? Did Purdue get the shaft? Did they get the chef's kiss? What happened? Keep on texting in BoilerUp, the 765 447 4080. And then that way we can get you registered to win these Purdue football tickets for Friday night against Wisconsin. That's BoilerUp, the 765 447 4080. And uh, we'll get you in the running there. Let's talk some Purdue hoops when we come back. This is the Hammer Down Show. 1017 Hammer 101. 101- <laughs> Well, welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer, 1017thammer.com. If you want to win my tickets, my last pair of tickets for Purdue, Wisconsin Friday night, text BoilerUp to 765 447 4080. And a draw to winner here right after the show goes off the air. So uh, if you want to win them, text BoilerUp to 765 447 4080. All right. Purdue basketball schedule. We got the Big Ten. It's locked in. How do we feel? Couple things. Right off the bat. This is, like I mentioned during the need to know news here, this is like a a way home, way home, way home. That's the schedule basically for the entire year. There's one roadie back-to-back. You go the 16th and 20th of January. You go from Indiana to uh, Iowa. And then there's one home and home here where it's a five day layoff. It's uh, Indiana on the 10th of February, followed by Minnesota. Other things that stood out, and uh, Golden Black did a, uh, who was it? Newbert did a great job of writing this stuff up. Things that stand out or should stand out to you here. Both meetings with Illinois this season come on three day turnarounds. After uh, big games, on the road against Maryland on the 2nd, then you got to come home January the 5th and take on Illinois. You're at home March the 2nd against Michigan State, then go on the road three days later to Illinois. Ugh. That's not great. I don't like having Michigan State come in here, getting beat up in that thing, and then go taking on another physical team like Illinois. Uh, other things that will stand out to you here, you want to know when you're going to the rack, right? January 28th, which is a Sunday, they'll play that game. And in general I I don't think that this is <laughs> this isn't the most friendly schedule for Purdue. This thing's tough for a couple of reasons. One, those 3-day turnarounds that we're talking about that's uh that's not good to begin with, but then you take a look at who they're playing, and, and that makes it even worse. You look at who you got at the bottom of the league last year. Wisconsin, Nebraska, Ohio State, and Minnesota. You only got one against Minnesota. You only got one against Nebraska. You only got one against Ohio State. Do not like that. You do get two against Wisconsin. You get two against Rutgers, which rounded out the top five. You don't have to go to Penn State. You're at home, but again, under new management and everything there too, that wouldn't have been... Bad to take because I don't think Penn State's going to be, uh, now that they uh, lost, uh, you know, lost their coach. I think they're going to be in a turnaround there, and I wouldn't mind playing them twice this year. So you're getting all the good guys. You are. You're getting two against Indiana. You're getting two against Northwestern. You're getting... just the one against Michigan State that's your one break but you know two against Maryland Illinois Iowa and it lays out i mean what's the really what's the toughest stretch here it lays out okay but those last four games are probably going to be tough at Michigan at home against Michigan State 3 day turnaround to get into Illinois And then at home against Wisconsin to wrap the season. These are my, uh, that's probably the hardest stretcher. Last four games. Not that I think the beginning of the season is going to be easy by any means. I mean, going up to Northwestern and then at home against Iowa, you get a little bit of a break for the holidays. Luckily for you, that first game back from the holidays is at Maryland. No students. And then you come back on the fifth. It's a three day turnaround at home against Illinois, which you hope it's a Friday. It's the Friday classes start on the eighth. So that Monday. So you're hoping that the students get back a little early so they can do that game on that Friday night. Absolutely essential. And I don't know that you really have like a three-game, like, all right, we can kind of take a breather-type stretch anywhere. That's not there. I mean, Wisconsin-Ohio State play nowhere near each other. The Penn State games goes back-to-back back with uh, Nebraska's, uh, the road game in Nebraska, but you're still bookend by Illinois and Indiana. This is a tough schedule. At no point were any favors done for you. You want to defend that conference title, you're going to earn it this year. Oh, you're going to have to earn it this year. I was a little shocked when I saw this. They they definitely did not get any kind of help with this. I don't think the league does this intentionally. But boy, are the boilers going to be plenty tested come tournament time. I just hope there's a piece left of them. Like I said, to finish up Michigan, I understand, but, you know, they should have been better than what they were last year. Michigan State, Illinois, finish up against Wisconsin. I just get the feeling that's going to be a brutal run right there. It's way too early to start predicting crossing these office wins and losses. I'm not ready to do that just yet. Let's see how the openers of the season go, and we'll go from there. But that's, I think, everything that you need to know when it comes to uh, your Boilermaker Big Ten season. They did not get any help. Three-day turnarounds going into both Illinois games. Only one home back-to-back. Hopefully the student section doesn't miss a game because the second is a road game. They're back on the fifth. I mean, there's some, look, and what was the conference game? There's stuff over the holiday break. Yeah, they, they certainly do miss. But to come back on the fifth, I mean, I don't know who runs the paint crew, but y'all better hammer that into their heads. They need to be back in time for that game that Friday night because you will be needed. Very much so. Because, I, you know, The nice thing with that three-day turnaround is you get four days to go to Nebraska, who is still Nebraska, and then you turn around the rest of the week there. You got Penn State before you got to get ready for Indiana. So you got time to lick your wounds a little bit here, but boy, I'm circling January the 5th as maybe the most important game because that could easily dictate what happens to you the rest of January. That's such a critical game right there. January the 5th at home against Illinois. January the 16th at Indiana. Is what I'm most concerned about there. And that's before we get down the stretch. It's obviously it's March 2nd and 5th. Those are my two big choke points here in the season. That we're going to be watching for. We're going to take another break. Hang tight. We'll come back. Uh, I've got Caitlin and Stephanie from Purdue Sports. we got uh, Purdue Athletic Events to talk about this week. Uh, they'll be our guests next. We'll talk about that more when we return on the Hammerdown Show on 1017 The Hammer. Welcome back. It is the Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. To, to the Blue Fox, heating and cooling Hammerhead hotline. Stephanie and Caitlin are on from Purdue Sports. Another week of athletics that you can get out there and attend, guys. Always a pleasure talk with you on a Tuesday. Do want to remind the listeners right now though, we do still have more tickets for Friday night's game, Purdue and Wisconsin. Text boiler up to 765-447-4080. I'll draw out a winner at the end of the show. That'll get you in the mix there. Hey guys, how you doing? Wonderful. How are you? I'm giving away tickets. It's always good to give away tickets. People, <laughs> turns out people like stuff for free. Could you believe it?
0: Nope, not at all. News to
1: us. <laughs> <That was> pr- <laughs> News to us. <laughs> the, the only way they could like these tickets more is if I shot them uh, out of some kind of cannon at them. It's, uh, <laughs> people love things shot at them by cannons. T-shirts, hot dogs. Like, Pete's got the hot dog gun, right? I think I've seen Pete with a hot dog gun. Yeah, you did. Yep, he
0: did that last week. It was a uh, sight
1: to see. <laughs> what a time to be alive. I just love that we have all these uh, endowments and this fantastic engineering school, and we're really putting it to good use, aren't we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, the fans loved it, we loved it, so
1: I would say yes. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I loved it, I'm, I'm not complaining about it. Uh, look, uh, no soccer this week, they're on the road, uh, volleyball also on the road, but that season is uh, sold out, which is absolutely crazy. They're both like at third, like, all this weekend they're both at Rutgers in Maryland, which is kind of awkward, but... Uh, I digress. Let's get into what you can attend, and that is this Friday night, Purdue, Wisconsin. It's football under the lights at ross uh, Sold out for the last one-night game. This one you can still get into, right?
0: You can, yes. Tickets are still available at PurdueSports.com. We've got a lot of fun stuff happening around the game like we do in usual pregames. Um, you've got your Boilermaker Crossing. You've got Team Walk. You have our Boilermaker Special Entrance. A um, lot of fun things to look forward to. Your crossing and your team walk are both available for fans, even without a ticket. So definitely come join us and check out the fun stuff we have going on there. Um, and then once you're in venue, obviously there's the Boilermaker Special Entrance, as well as the game itself. A lot of fun things. Uh, it is Ag Day, or Agriculture Day, as we call it, um, celebrating the local and, you know, worldwide Farmers of America um, for those who support us with basically feeding us. Anyway, um, a lot of fun stuff around the game. As we said earlier, there are tickets available, so come join us Friday night in Ross-Aid.
1: That's right, you. Uh, your corn goes in a lot of things, including what your beer mash and stuff, so uh, we got to support those people. Uh, it'll be a great time. Tickets are available. If I want to pick up tickets uh, for this game against Wisconsin, I do that where?
0: PurdueSports.com.
1: And if I want to get a tailgate pass. you got to have a tailgate pass because it's digital this year. How do I pick that up?
0: PurdueSports.com, that's a great reminder for all of our fans that all of our parking passes and tickets are digital, and to download them before you make your way to the game to avoid any connectivity issues, anything like that. Get that done ahead of time so your game day is as seamless and as easy as possible. Um, but all that on PurdueSports.com. We do also want to remind fans that we have a clear bag policy still in effect, and any fan arriving from the south side of ross aid that's campus side of ross Aid. Just another reminder, all of those gates, gates A and B, are student-only gates. So general fans, do not try to get through those gates. You will not be allowed in there. So just as you're planning out your game day, keep those things in mind. I uh, want to make sure everyone has a fun day at Ross
1: You're You're like, take it up the hill. Let's go. Get up there. You, yeah. You're not that get young up, anymore. Take the, take, take the walk. Exactly. you got
0: to earn your, your beer <laughs> and your
1: concession <laughs> items. <laughs> that is so sad. I absolutely love it. Uh, and don't forget, there are new lots to tailgate in this year as well, uh, including uh, the uh, driving range over at the golf course. Yep. and Cherry Lane's open so you can do that. And the good news is uh, the women's golf team is uh, not on campus this weekend, so you don't have to worry <laughs> about taking a Titleist through a windshield over there because uh, Lord <laughs> knows they're on fire right now, and uh, they'll put one in there, I'm sure. Just keep they the, are. I figure, hey, one
0: more yeah. thing I do want to let fans know about parking is you can buy your parking passes ahead of time. Actually, that's preferred. You can save yourself about $10 per parking pass when you buy ahead of time, Ooh. and you get a guaranteed spot in the lot that you have a pass for you don't have to drive up to a lot that's full. Worry about where you're parking before you get here, which um, is a lot more convenient. It makes your day easier, it makes everyone's day easier, and saves you some money. Mm-hmm. So be sure to buy your parking pass before if you're planning on parking in any of our lots.
1: It's so easy to do. PurdueSports.com has got a covered football on Friday night. Don't show up on Saturday and wonder where everybody's at. It's Friday night <laughs> this week against Wisconsin. Ladies, it's always a pleasure. Boiler up. Boiler up. Big thanks to those ladies for uh, getting us put up on everything we need to know for Purdue Athletics this week. Again, don't forget, keep texting in. Boiler up to 765-447-4080. That gets you registered to win those tickets, uh, Purdue and Wisconsin, Friday night. I'll draw out a winner here at the end of the show and hook them up. All right. I I played the long game on a prediction last year with the launch of the XFL. And I had said it was only a matter of time for those two decided to merge, but who, like one way or the other, there was only going to be one of them left standing after a couple of years. Because uh, the, the general public was not going to buy into this after the Super Bowl enough to sustain two leagues. Maybe one, definitely not two. Especially if the XFL wasn't going to have all the, uh, the the kitschiness and the, the the crazy rules and stuff anymore. It just wasn't, I I didn't think there was going to be enough for anybody to become emotionally invested in those teams and those players, especially outside of those markets. It just wasn't going to happen. And now we're sitting here at the rumors of the merger happening. And I think I touched on this back when we were talking about the Live Golf Tour and the PGA a little bit. Um, and I'm going to reiterate, I'm going to tell you exactly what is going to happen down the line here. Is that the league is not going to exist by 2030. Probably 2027, but definitely not after 2030. And I know, well, bold bold prediction there, Jesselitis. Two failing leagues aren't going to be around in seven years. But it's going to go back to something that I said, ah, boy, what, like four or five months ago? About the Saudi Investment Fund. And the rumors started at the beginning of the NFL season about how they were becoming more and more interested in owning an NFL team, and that the league and its owners weren't exactly keen on that. And that there was going to become a problem soon here where the valuations for these teams were getting so high that even with the partnerships and all that stuff, the only people are going to be able to afford it and it would make sense for them to afford it was going to be some of these Saudi billionaires. And if the NFL did not let them get a little piece of this now, that there would probably be a backup plan, and it involves the XFL and the USFL. And now that they merged, it makes it even easier for them. There are two two dates that we really have to pay attention here. They're in 2027 and 2030. This is how they could get it done. Now, we still need all the details behind what this new league is going to look like. We do know that the XFL has deals to broadcast uh, into 2027. They have a five-year deal to do that. USFL, I didn't get a date on, but you would think it's going to be before that. I don't think anybody went longer than that with them. So you got the TV deal. That's when a TV deal is going to have to get renegotiated. The next important thing is 2030. And that is the NFL's collective bargaining agreement. That is when that expires. So I'm going to tell you how this is going to happen and how it will affect your favorite teams. Because I think the NFL could easily make the same mistake that the PGA Tour did and think that they're bigger and that it's not going to matter. And I've laid out this scenario once before. That let's say the Saudis come in, they can buy, they got all the structure and everything they need, USFL, XFL. All the structure they need, they can buy that for cheap because I honestly don't think the viewership's going to be there to get yourself a big TV deal going forward. And it's going to be tough. So I see a scenario where they come in, they buy this structure on the cheap, then they're going to need to attract the players. And they can do that because they're going to be loaded with money. And what they'll just simply do is say, listen, you're supposed to be the number one quarterback in the draft. Right? You are you're you're number one. What are you going to make this season? What what are the terms of your contract? You're gonna get four years. You're gonna get, let's see here. Bryce Young, four years, thirty seven point nine million. If these contracts aren't going to get guaranteed, they're going to tell you, hey, not only are we going to give you more money than that, we're going to pay you what you're worth coming in here. It's going to be guaranteed. And then you're not going to have to worry about franchise tags. We're going to get rid of that for all you guys. And now all of a sudden, you're a college player coming out here, and you're saying, I can go to the NFL. Hey, maybe I can be a Super Bowl champion. But at the same time, I got a short shelf life i got to make all the money that I can because it could be gone just like that. And if these guys over here want me to play the exact same game, maybe even a shorter schedule, and pay me more money, why wouldn't I take that? Unless you want the glory of the NFL, you better believe they're going to put up some money to attract the biggest ones. Free agents, why not take them as well? They have the money to do that. They begin to attract the big stars. That puts a dent in what the NFL's doing. And then we think about that second date. So you get all this done, and before 2027, they buy low, they get themselves a date and everything. Guess what comes up next? The collective bargain agreement for the NFL. And then the players start holding out. Hey, over there, there ain't no franchise tag. I'm not getting screwed over there. We're getting guaranteed money over there. They're not digging us for uh, six games for a positive marijuana test over there. We're playing less games over there. It's a better deal over there. And that's not a conversation the NFL wants to have. And they'll know that. And they'll go to a table and talk about a buyout or a merger and the Saudi investment group gets an even bigger piece of the NFL than it was going to be just 18. That That is the roadmap. That is a very plausible scenario for them to get what they want. If they want to continue the investment, that's how they get there. And that will work. I know the federal government's probing this whole merge deal with the PGA Tour. But if they get past that, you better believe they're thinking about the green light here to do with the football next. Don't get in on it. That's the way they force their way in. That's a very plausible scenario. They're showing you with Live Golf. doesn't matter if they do any ratings or anything like that. They wanted the PGA Tour. And they got it. They just outspent them and put them in a bad financial position is that gonna be much harder to do with the NFL absolutely they're not the PGA tour it's gonna take a few years but if you get the timing right with that labor agreement on top of that well then buddy you got something you got an in I think they know that long game prediction we'll see what happens But that seems entirely plausible to me. And that will affect all thirty two teams. Perhaps positively, perhaps negatively. We'll cross that bridge if we gotta come to it. We're talking seven years down the line till that finally happens. I don't know how that impact players. Be interesting how it impacts the teams. But it's an entirely plausible scenario if they want to continue doing what they're doing. They just laid out a blueprint with the PGA acquisition. And if there's money to be made, they, the NFL's probably in on it. We're going to take our last break. Don't forget, last chance to win these tickets. Purdue, Wisconsin, Friday night. Text Boiler Up to 765-447-4080. That's 765-447-4080. Send me that text. I'll get you your chance to win. We'll draw out our winner here in about 10 minutes on 1017. The Hammer and 1017. Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show. Last chance for you to win my last pair of tickets for Purdue and Wisconsin. Friday night at ross 8 Stadium. Text boiler up to 765-447-4080. I'll draw out a winner at the end of the show here in just a couple of minutes. Hi, times with some things we may have missed. Holy smokes, did we have some stinker of Monday night football games last night. But what happened to Nick Chubb was just... And to be honest with you, I'm kind of a fan of the fact that ESPN had enough restraint to not show that injury, really. I mean, you can hear... That was scary. Like, he's on the ground. You can hear him screaming. You can hear it replayed on the, uh, the big screen at the stadium. And it only happened once. And I think everybody's reaction was like, yeah, we don't need to see that again. I did see it on the internet, and oof. Best of luck to him. That was, oh man, was that bad. But I kind of like for a change that we just didn't go through. I mean, we do this a lot. You get knocked out. Damar Hamlin... Uh, those type of things, and we replayed a bunch and go over it over and over and over again. I think this should be a little bit more of the new norm. Yeah, some hits, you know, you want to go back and take a look at because, you know, what the heck happened? Did somebody do something wrong? Should that have been? I, I get it. But it's still hard for me to watch a guy take a blow to the head and then you see his arms go up and freak like that's a telltale sign of a concussion which they had one of those in that Steeler game last night, that caused that funky uh, fumble that was going back and forth around everybody that you laughed at today. I think it should be a little bit more of the new norm, to be honest with you. There's still people, for Pete's sakes. I don't think you need to see that stuff played over and over and over again. We've come a long way. I mean, how, how many years ago... Was it we were doing jacked up on ESPN on Monday Night Countdown? And celebrating those huge, like, head-hitting shots? It would come a long way and not celebrate. It's okay to hit hard. I'm with that. But, like, man, these are still people's lives we're talking about here. And they get seriously injured. And that doesn't need to get replayed, like, seven, eight times. So kudos to ESPN for that one. That's going to do it for the Hammer Down Show. Big thank you to everybody for listening and texting in to win those tickets. Uh, tomorrow, Coach Brian Nay, Coach Josh Strasser both with us here. Uh, when we come back tomorrow, 3 p.m., the Hammer Down Show here on 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. I'll see you back here tomorrow.